0: Hello and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura and as always I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savon Jones aka Captain Vonnie. This is episode 98 and we peel back the layers on the whodunit murder mystery glass onion. I promise it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to. And well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund.
1: Incredible.
0: Welcome, gentlemen. Happy 2023. Um... Brian, you were traveling. Savon, you were—you didn't travel, right? You were hanging out in Detroit, trying to survive the Arctic, uh, Arctic blast that came through. Everybody, my um, g,
1: it was one—one de- one of them days. It was w- a single degree, <laughs> like it was just one degree outside. Just holding on to that and one then, degree, yeah. hanging on, like, on to that one to little degree. And it was—I live by a river, so I had that wind chill. So on my on my weather app, it was saying oh minus twenty one with the wind yeah, chill. Yeah. I was like, this is awful. My door got frozen shut. I've never had that. What? Before. Dog. It was frozen I, shut? Like, you Christmas e- Christmas Eve, I had to run to the store to get some milk because I knew I was cooking and I and you couldn't. my milk went bad. And I was like, you had to milk. break the door. Can't yeah. have Christmas without so, milk. Yeah, so I'm trying to, cause I was making a So I'm milk trying to, you beans. know, go to my car. I'm bundled up. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling. I'm like, yo. And then it's snow on the ground. So you can try not to slip. Yeah, you I'm got, got like, no traction. Yo, no, none. So I'm like, yo, what's wrong with my door? I'm like, hitting the unlock thing. I'm like, is this ice? And I had to really just dig in the ground and just really put my full body weight if I would have did it too hard I would have flew into the side of a car next to me <laughs> it was a mess uh would not wait, so wait did you, you drove get a portable
2: what did you did you get a portable uh blow dryer to <laughs> <laughs> to solve your problem? How'd you no, get your door I, open? I, I pulled on you that mug. <laughs> I pulled on until it opened. Had to brute force
1: that shit. Brute strength. Yeah, just had to, you know, thank goodness for them games. I was eating, drinking my protein shakes. Had to put my, <laughs> put my ankles in it. That was it. Nah, awful. Wouldn't recommend. tough tough would have solved it for you, man. Earthbender. She would I got it for you a um,
2: waterbender.
0: And Brian, you were you were halfway across yeah, the world. You did a
2: waterbender, Wes. For ice, waterbender. <laughs> so okay. he, needed
0: a, uh, he needed an earthbender to break that
2: shit open, you know. Like, yeah. That's uh, what I'm going with. I have the exact opposite problem. It was way too hot where I was. <laughs> I was on the island of Guam, far Woo! in the Pacific. Territory. The US territory Colony. feels in terms of temperature wise when the feels like says hell on earth. Right. It's like, <laughs> there's there. no number. It's like it's just quadruple my digits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you play Marvel Snap, it's like magic coming out and limboing that location. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Like you get like there's beaches and stuff, and it's supposed to be kind of islandy and like you know you have this island vacation. No, you do not want to <laughs> be out on the beach in that blazing hot oppressive sun. You will lose all your skin. Uh, but other than that, it was I great. love using oppressive
1: as an adjective for weather. I just, I, I, I love. I've heard people do that before. How does heat feel? Oppressive. <laughs> it feels like there is a force bearing upon me, taking away what is mine, limiting everything about my life. This is not okay. It's a system that de- needs
2: to be stopped. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Like systemic heat, aka global warming, aka, <laughs> AKA climate change, needs to be stopped. Cancel
0: it does does guam celebrate christmas in the same way that we do here in in the mainland in the u.s it's the u.s yeah yeah Yeah. all right of course great um i couldn't tell if that was sarcasm or not it's
1: like what
0: no i mean yeah for you brian i thought brian was
1: being sarcastic
0: yeah yeah no guam guam is a u.s territory it's uh it's just one of our colonies that we took over and never gave back to them good times
2: former spanish colony geopolitics yeah
0: um, all right. So we're going to talk this episode about Glass Onion, a Netflix. No, I was going to say a Netflix story, a Knives Out story. Um, it's directed, written by Ryan Johnson. I think he has a writing partner, but um, he, he's putting together a whodunit. Uh, it's a sequel in some sense to A Knives Out, which came out a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, maybe it's been three or four years now since A Knives Out came out, um, which was also a murder mystery featuring the stylings of Daniel Craig playing the character of Benoit Blanc, the world's greatest detective or one of the world's greatest detectives. He even says he's not Batman, which is really funny cuz Batman is also supposed to be the greatest detective. Um in general before we dive into this movie in particular, how do you feel about murder mysteries? Are you are you a fan, not a fan, Brian? Where are you at on on the murder mystery genre? Or even Such... Yeah, murder mystery dinners? Do you go to those?
2: I've never been to one. Such a broad uh open question to start us off with uh yeah. actually i have been to a murder mystery dinner when i was in eighth was it grade cool? eighth grade oh okay. we all had roles that we were that we were given before we arrived and we had to play those roles and like yeah. sit at the dinner table and try to suss out clues i loved it that was amazing like why don't we have these kind of dinner parties all the time they're a lot of work uh, I yeah, I have no idea how they set that up uh, or who did, but it was very cool. Highly, highly uh, encourage you to go to one if you ever get invited. Um, regardless of whether or not it's a real or fake murder, uh, because murder mysteries—who doesn't love them? It's a great genre. Like any, so for me, anything in the crime umbrella is is already <laughs> thumbs up. Crime all umbrella. For yeah, the crime umbrella, the umbrella of crime. The crime umbrella. So you, you got like, you know, like true crime, you got like <laughs> like cops, dirty cops, you got, you know, like the mobsters and the gangsters and stuff. You, you know, you got the, law and the order. heist movies. Yeah, you got the law and order type stuff. All of it. This is a subgenre of that which is the murder mystery and you got, you know, you got the the dinner party, the guests, the <gasps> wacky guests, uh, some, a dead body, who knows who died, and then you got the detective, who's always a character, figuring it out. Uh, yeah, I think it's a fun genre. I mean, like, what's not to love?
1: Savan? It's all right. You yeah. know. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's all right. Like... I don't dislike murder mysteries, but it'll never be my first go through. When I was a kid, I used to try to read the Agatha Christie novels. Uh, They were good, but I just think uh, I just don't think that was my go to genre as a kid and as a young adult. And so I'm fairly neutral to them. But I will say murder mysteries naturally have twists built in. And these types of twists do make the stories in books really fun to watch a second time. Like I haven't watched, we're going to talk about Glass Onion. I haven't watched it a second time. I'm excited to watch it a second time. And I will see what that you can pick a, up now that that you know. is a any movie where you can watch a second time and it'll be colored so differently because of a major value. event. I am. I honestly am. <laughs> anything that you can look back at through like a different perspective or lens and pick Plus. up on different details. I think that's very difficult and challenging to do to make the same thing. Equally compelling in totally different contexts, including one where you know what's going to happen. I think that's hard. So 100%. you know, you don't got to be my genre for me not to respect what the people be doing.
2: You need what you need is like a Dungeons and Dragons Sherlock Holmes mashup. Oh yeah, no. Okay, like, could you imagine? funny? Oh, you
1: put a mystery in Dungeons and Dragons, and I turn into Sherlock Holmes. Like we use spells. <laughs> look, oh, maybe it's a frame. No, honestly, oh god, this is ridiculous. But like, we've had D and D games where we had to like solve mysteries and figure things out, and then. My characters would have all these non-combat spells to help, like, you know, there's a zone of truth where people can't lie in this area, and it's like, who did this? Mm. But you gotta, you know, finesse them. Okay, maybe I do like mysteries. Just gotta put them in D and D format for me. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
0: I haven't really been into to murder mysteries. Uh, I don't I don't know if I could name any other movies that were murder mysteries besides Murder on the Orient Express. I think that's a movie um and then knives out which i did see in theaters jen wanted to go see it um but i ended up with a huge migraine during the movie i think we were sitting a little too close uh and i felt pretty pukey i think about halfway through i actually had to step out of the movie for like 15 minutes so i missed like a bunch of stuff that happened i just i didn't even care i felt so bad that day um so that may experience that may color my experience with uh with murder mysteries so i didn't go to theaters on this one i watched it at home on netflix um and I will say I liked it. I I really did enjoy it. So uh, this movie has a pretty high-powered cast, right? We get Leslie Odom. We get Benoit Blanc, uh, Daniel Craig. We get um, Edward Norton Jr. Is that his name? Edward Norton Jr.? Ed Norton. Is he a junior? Yeah, we could make a Am I thinking junior. of the football player? I don't think he's
2: actually a junior. Okay, Ed, Edward, Ed, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. There's also like a lot of fun cameos. Kari- I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah, is he the Yeah, he was. Yeah, Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke. Uh, yeah, yeah, A friend from Moon Knight? Serena Williams. Apparently oh, he was Serena filming... Williams, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Apparently Ethan Hawke was filming uh, Moon Knight at the same time and was close by, so he... He, he came down to the set, did his little thing, and then went Of course. Went that's yeah. hilarious. That's,
2: that is what celebrities <laughs> that, do. Hey, I mean, hey, where you I at? I
1: I'm in I'm in Man, come play by the set. Yo, you want to read Yeah, I got you, bro. I got right a part there. for you. You yeah. want to
2: link up? Do you need somebody to blast something in people's mouths? <laughs> I'm your guy. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes.
1: That's what he did with the thing. The little disinfectant thing on the they <laughs> left for the island. Yikes. Come on. Batista's in
0: it. This a G-rated Who? podcast.
1: Pete, Batista's in it, which, for the record... Oh, uh, yeah, Batista. I think he's going to go down as, like, what? Like he's already proven he's probably, what, the best wrestler actor ever? Is he already? Is he better than
2: John Cena? John
0: Cena? What's a has, serious has he role John him?
1: Cena has done?
2: Well, I mean, these Dave Bautista goals okay, 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 are okay. not serious. Okay, he, well, he was in Dune, too. too. He was, wasn't he in Dune? Uh, is he in Dune? I don't think he's in Dune. Is Batista he? got some remember.
1: range. Batista got some range on the slip. Maybe, what the, what, maybe what, for a very short.
2: He's we'll, we'll in unpack- that zombie movie. That Zack Snyder zombie movie.
1: Oh, where, where was he? Yeah, yeah. Never mind. We'll unpack, no, no, we'll no, the, unpack the Batista ones. stuff anyway, later.
2: Well, but yeah,
0: he's he's actually hoping. Well, he got he got quoted recently in an interview saying he's he's glad that the Guardians movies are done because he he wants to start really transitioning into movies where he can show more. Dramatic uh talents and and really get into it. So he is he is interested in expanding beyond just being a comedic, like kind of ham. Um not that he's been able to do that yet, but you know, and he still doesn't in this movie. He's kind of just a hilarious lug nut in this one too.
1: Yeah, he's in Dune, he was in Army of the Dead. I'm looking at some of the non-Guardian stuff and like Master Z, he's in one of the Ip Man movies. He's got a solid, like these aren't all great movies, but the dude can act. Like he's legit. He knows how to act, even when he's playing some of these sillier roles. Like they had serious moments in the movie. where I'm like, oh, okay, but you, you got some, you got some, got some acting chops. All right, I rock with it. I haven't seen rock. it.
0: <laughs> anytime I've, <laughs> anytime I've seen him, not so much in terms of the emotion, but you know, I, I'm I'm excited for him to get there. He wants to do it, so you know, go explore, go go get some, you know, acting classes and training, and and he'll be good.
1: I, I, I'm
0: um, really happy for him. So. What was I going to ask here? Oh yeah, yeah. So, who did you enjoy performance-wise the most? My answer is Janelle Monet. That's all I got.
2: She's lovely. Like, do we, there's nothing even more to say about her. She's That's just like excellent. What a person. I want to be her friend. How do I do <laughs> that?
1: I'm going to just say it. Like, I liked her acting, but and this is really about the whole what the hell is up with them accents, yo? Like some <laughs> them people, them, I know we just did a podcast talking about representation of culture and all this stuff, and I understand. <laughs> Yo, they got it. I, Janelle I love
2: was, blanks accent, Janelle Monet was
1: great, but and I had to look up, my, okay, she's from Kansas City, so maybe, I don't know, like, I maybe want to give it a benefit of the doubt, but like, them southern accents be killing me. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be feeling myself just die on the inside every time. These people start talking like foghorn leghorn.
2: <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, what the hell is going on right now? Am that I- is actually the inspiration for Benoit Blanc. You're really- a I think
1: it really is You lying?
2: foghorn leghorn. Oh my god. I'm
1: gonna punch well, something. I'll say. But
2: he even, he even makes that joke. Is like, I'm gonna use my southern twang and just like yeah, l- drag this thing off. When I he said that, I was serious. like, no,
1: you do not get to Embrace that as a bit at the end of the movie. No, you have to. No, you have to leave with that. <laughs> For the record,
2: I love him, but uh, yeah,
1: Janelle Winnie was lovely. I liked her in the
0: movie. All right, Brian, Brian you're going with Kate Hudson.
2: I mean, just because all the other ones were taken, so yeah. I'm going with Kate Hudson only because at that one point, that crucial moment in the movie. <laughs> I think when Benoit Blanc is like revealing things and Kate Hudson's like, what is reality? (laughs) (laughs) That was a well-placed moment. That was that was pitch perfect comedy right there. She just plays the vapid celebrity so well. It's like it's like she knows that person. It's like she is one. Like, how does she do it? Uh, that moment
0: yeah. where she she says she's going to go swimming and then is like, I'm just going to stay here because she whiskey. saw whiskey in the pool. Oh, my God. That part cracked me up, too. I was like, like it was a like perfect timing. It wasn't they didn't milk it. It was just like a throwaway um, and good, good moment from her on that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this movie, uh, obviously quirky. Uh, they, they throw kind of cartoonish characters at us um, on purpose. Uh and and we don't we don't hold it against them, although apparently Stefan does. He was like a little bit distracted by it. Um this movie is Damn right. Yeah, this movie is kind of all over the place. There's there's all sorts of like intrigue going on. There's things that they throw in that, that like are stupid, there's things that they throw in that are like interesting. Um the solving the crime part, how they twist it, where and, and you kind of find out like how they how they solved it and why we were sort of misdirected. All of that was going on. What did you like? What you not like. Savon, so, you seem the most skeptical about this movie. Why don't we start with you?
1: I mean, the good, here's the, so here's the, the good things. I like, to, I like to talk about the good things I like about stuff, right? First of all, the movie tonally didn't take itself too seriously. No, yeah, yeah. And I think that gave me, that let me give the movie a lot of grace. Because things that I might have held against it otherwise, it was clear tonally like, oh, this isn't meant, like it's a missed murder mystery, but it's meant to be a very tongue-in-cheek, like serious but not super serious all the time yeah you know it's almost like a parody of the genre in terms of just these bombastic characters who are just caricatures of themselves right and so that setting the tone made the movie work really like again made me very just uh accepting so clever funny uh very on the nose just ways that they made fun of just different types of archetypes like all of that, really enjoyed. Uh, I think honestly, it was a good movie. It was just an overall good movie. I think the only thing I didn't like was that we talked. You know, that accent is just gonna kill me for the rest of my <laughs> life. Like that accent just lives rent free in my head, and I'm so conflicted because the accent drives me up the wall. But Daniel Craig, especially because I'm just used to seeing, so seeing him as like the serious James Bond, just being this, you know, this uh. This just ridiculous, eclectic, <laughs> high key condescending, extremely intelligent man who just takes baths in his who just takes extended baths in his little crib with his boot thing, just living up the life, taking on mystery jobs like it's so silly, but they lean into it. And it, like this woman comes to his house with a box and it's just like, yo, I need a I I need a case. Covering a face. They sit on his balcony while he sits in his nice, very nice robe. Like, you saw that robe game? This dude very had like nice. a that was like a soprano robe. He had a
0: button-up shirt and a tie and yeah, like a silk tie like, underneath.
1: Yeah, like he's just a parody of a parody of a parody. <laughs> and it's just he's just all in on it. So the that was all just super entertaining to me. I think in hindsight, the only thing I probably- His bathing
0: suit, too, right? Was from like. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> when that
1: man. With the came...
2: chunky vertical stripes and an ascot. <laughs> no,
1: no. When he came out with that fit, I was like, oh, okay, this is one of them kind of movies. Like, okay. Like, that was a, 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 a key moment when I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's one of them kind of movies. Yeah. Like, this man could have wore anything and he chooses to wear this. <laughs> and the way he's just bumbling about, acting silly like he don't know what's going on, it's, it's a really good bit. I think my only real critique with the movie is probably, and this has to happen with Murder Mysteries, a natural, and this is my maybe dislike, is that to explain events is a lot of flashbacks, so you're replaying a lot of scenes you've already seen. I'm okay with that because the genre lends itself to having to do that, especially when it's from different perspectives. But I do feel like the back middle half of the movie was just a little bit too much recap for my taste. So, like, what I saw you were kind of mathing that in your head. <laughs> Past the halfway point, not quite the finale, but okay. at this point, the plot is in full force. And now they have to start explaining how blah, blah, blah happened. Like, that just went on a little bit longer than I would have liked. Of like, all right, can we get back to the present and like continue the main plot f- forward? Like, once we got back there, we went right into the finale. And I thought pacing wise, that threw me for a loop a little bit. There but- was
0: a long overlap of. Of timelines
1: where we saw the same things but from a different perspective yeah are we at,
2: not spoiling it here we're not spoiling. i don't know i
1: think for a mystery thing i want to try and avoid hard spoilers if i can but i don't know maybe people seen it already i don't know i feel like for mystery stuff the twist is one of the best parts and so, all right but then well, don't well, we need to well, talk we the about twist the, we can still talk pretty freely Then about we don't the movie, we need to though. talk
0: about the twist like what are we going to talk about
1: spoilers this is all a spoilers right.
0: pod this is a
1: spoiler pod Get ready <laughs> you heard it. you heard enough you heard enough yeah. about the non spoiler. Go see it. If you already seen it, it's free. To get to the it's meat on Netflix. Bones. It's free. You don't
0: even gotta make time to go to the movie theater.
1: Wes Netflix is not free.
0: <laughs> it's free if you're a mooch like he is. It's free <laughs> right. if you pay for
1: Netflix and guys. <laughs> it's free if
0: you already have Netflix. How about
1: yeah, like what how the, about that? Well, that's not how free works, but yes, Wes.
0: That's just fun. That's just funny. I'm sorry. Continue <laughs> your thing. That's just funny to me. All right. Brian, what do you th- what do you think?
2: But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you Savon. Like one of the biggest drawbacks of this genre is the peaking or revealing what's behind the curtain the whole time and somebody's got to explain that. But I think what Ryan Johnson does with the Knives Out series thus far is that you know, he's kind of toying with that expectation a little bit by by changing it up. In the first Knives Out, Ana de Armis's thing was that, "Well, they kind of revealed the murder" right off the bat and so there's more of this cat and mouse game that's driving that movie and then like it turns out not to be a murder then it is a murder then it is and it's not a murder again and so that that's the fun in that one in glass onion you know it's this it's this nice turn by having by having the the surprise reveal of janelle monet's character actually be Dun, dun, dun. a twin sister she's been a twin this whole time and <laughs> dum, so dum, and benoit blanc has been in on it the whole time and so having seen them do their song and dance and how they're able to create that reality for the other guests i think there's a lot of fun in watching it play out that way that it's not it's not entirely just exposition of like well, here's a flashback, and this is what you did, and this is what you did, and, and her hard kombucha um, chugging. I mean, and and then I mean that's also part of the fun, right? It's like <laughs> her character is not prepared to go deep undercover <laughs> and play her sister. No, nope. she kind of is thrown into this mess and is kind of goes off the rails here and there and <laughs> trying to make the most of things. It's really funny. They do uh, it really well. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's silly.
1: It's silly. But just silly, but just plausible enough to where you're like, ah, the stakes feel real, but enough to be like, Oh, you and your hard kombucha, you don't drink. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's hard to that is a hard tonal line to walk of taking the murder parts in the actual character beefs, because the beefs between characters are like that was really what stood out to me was that uh all these characters have these complex relationships and I didn't, you know, obviously Murder Mysteries, it it's often about people's relationships because that talks about the motives of why this is happening in the first place. But they did that really, like, the characters were really well done considering that they're all basically just like stereotypes and just, you know, they're not meant to be super deep. But like that scene when, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the actress's name, but she plays uh the congresswoman.
2: Oh, Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Harkness. Yes, yes. I, can't, I, I didn't
1: want to refer to her as Agatha, the actress. The uh, something Han, Catherine Han. Thank you. But like, when there's that scene where she's like, breaking <laughs> down, saying, like, freaking out, like, saying, what do you want? What are the words we have to say to make this right? Like, yeah, she's yeah. really like, I'm like, yo, that was raw, and it's that much better when you're like, yo, that was just a twin in deep cover, but like, again some of those scenes are so that scene was good on its own just because of her emotion but knowing that the other person is seeing it from a totally different thing because they think another person's talking to them, that's that takes them like that's that is quality uh got that's layers. quality writing that's, yeah, got, like, just... that's quality writing that is it is hard to make a scene be good from different perspectives and do that throughout the film or not like a one-off they did it lots of times that's hard yo
2: yeah, to me that's also one of the other things that makes Knives Out stand out from the other who done it kind of mysteries that are out there is that thematically, I do think Ryan Johnson is, you know, he's clearly trying to lampoon rich people yeah. in the circles that they run in and how they, you know, they idolize themselves and you know they try to And make we idolize them. Yeah, we idolize them, right? Like, and we kind of watch some of these entertainments to step into their lives and to see what that experience is like. Um, You know, they, they put themselves on this pedestal. And so he's clearly having a lot of fun, just lampooning the heck out of all of them. Um, But it works because as you said, Savon, they do have that tinge of realness to them. Like Edward Norton as the tech mogul who basically feels like he can do anything he wants in the world. We've based met people on his like wins. him. <laughs> we know that guy. <laughs> like, that is definitely that douchebag. He, like, he for sure is that guy. And, you know, the same same is true for Agatha Harkness Wait, but he plays that, it. A celebrity
0: Ed Ed Norton plays that character, though, with just enough, like, insecurity and pain and. Yeah,
2: so you have a little sympathy like for him. anger. A little bit.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah. not sympathy, like you but you can see him. it's not... Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can see that it's not quite as fulfilling as he makes it out to be. And he does a great job of not overselling that, but it's still there so that his character isn't just, like, a complete douchebag. It's like, oh, you're a complete douchebag,
1: but you're also, like, damaged. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, well, he's else? not entirely flat. So right. I'm gonna keep
1: it a yeah. bug. I think he is a complete D-bag, and is absolute trash. Oh, yeah, But what, totally what I liked about it was that they, uh... But, like, it didn't fulfill him. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I, like, yeah, I guess what I like more so with the character, what they deal with him, what made him interesting to me? Because I still loved his character and how he was portrayed, but that's not what I found mm. appealing. What I liked about the character. You like the sexy body. No, I'm <laughs> like, what? Where did that even come from? No, it was because I think what was interesting is that Edward Norton's character, we see this facade and how he puts on this front. But I think what I like is that especially towards the finale, we see flashes of this ruthless monster that we only get to see his implied actions, not them actively happen. Like him lighting the thing, him basically just really towards the end, especially just swinging his big bag of money to basically just bully everybody to his whim, right? Like some of that, you don't see that until the end when he does start to clearly his facade starts to break down. But I enjoyed that. He is unapologetically a piece of trash and, I, don't, I I like characters who are who know that they're trash. Like like when Ben calls out him just blatantly gaslighting everybody and lying, saying no, that's just what he said happened. What right. actually happened? Like he's the one person who's not blinded by his money in this dynamic and relationship to say, is that actually what happened, yo? It's like wait, no, that's not what happened. Hey, yo, he put pineapple juice in this man' drink. It's and then even and if it, even Ben may not make a deal, like yo, he's not just. It's not because he's smart or deep or nothing. He's just a rich dumb dude who bullied y'all with his money. And did <laughs> I dumb, love that he's a and buffoon. And did dumb stuff. Yeah. He's just like that, That's what made the really made the movie stick with me was that uh and made me excuse Benoit's accent, is that at the end he's just like disappointed with himself almost of just Yeah. I expected this was gonna be like because in the beginning of the movie, like, I need a challenge. And he's like, yeah. This ain't a challenge, this is just a dumb rich dude who did the first dumb rich dude thing, and I thought it was so dumb that no one would do that. And it turns out, <laughs> oh, he did do that. That's what this whole. That's what we've been doing this whole two and a half hours, man. <laughs> ain't this ain't this something if I ever seen
0: it? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good that they did that way. I thought this movie, like, I think Savan, you put it good. It's just, It really walked a balance of not going overboard in any one direction, and it and it knew what it wanted to be right like it had a clear tone it had a clear <laughs> like stance and theme and and everything felt cohesive together um uh, yeah i mean this is this is the move like these types of movies where it didn't get meddled with right like the movie clearly knew what it wanted to be from beginning to end it succeeded in pulling all of those things off without going too far over the like the cartoony cliff it didn't try to play it overly serious it just had a good amount of all those things where they were needed and when they were necessary. Um, And, you know, I don't know if that's good writing, good direction, good acting, maybe all of them, um, good editing, right? All of these things come together in a movie that that was really well put together. I mean, you know, it's not going to win. Yeah, it's not going to win any of its, like, Academy Awards probably, but still as a movie, great experience, great fun. Um, Savant just put in the chat that, like, Benoit's, campiness his pure camp is balanced by his competence right he is actually still good at solving murder mysteries he's still are still good at picking up clues and being really observant and he never lets that part go um and we don't let that part go right he notices all these things um it's fun to watch like breakdowns i I watch some breakdowns on youtube um and and he does throw in things ahead of time to let you know that they're coming uh you know the the painting is an abstract painting but it's upside down he does a paint, you know, the 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 shirtless picture of Edward Norton is actually Brad Pitt's body from Fight Club, just with his head on it. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. it's like a
1: so it was like a callback to the OG movie. Yeah. That's funny. And then
0: having right, because and that happens in that movie too, right? Like you get these like flashbacks to the character not being who we thought he was um, you know, from the get-go. So there's all that stuff going on. Uh and 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 Ryan Johnson did a really good job, I thought, of making sure that everything, for the most part, was there from the get go. So all the clues that you needed to solve it were mostly there. I think the only thing we didn't have was Helen and Andy being twins, and there was no way that we could have known that part of it, right? But all the other stuff was yeah, there. Yeah, even then,
1: like it explains a bunch of her actions at the place because, mm-hmm. like, even then, it, even then, I'm guessing my I'm agreeing with you in that yeah, it yeah. works because that is a planted seed of okay why is this mysterious character who clearly is on bad terms everybody acting in such a weird way and little you know there's probably I, I think this we got to rewatch the movie but i am positive that if we rewatch the movie there's a bunch of little hints dropped in that oh she actually is different from the original person like i don't know if yeah. i got to watch it again but like even my first watch through i caught little nuggets of things that's like oh that's going to be important like when your boys yeah. say, oh, pineapple juice, I was like, oh, dietary restrictions. We talk about that at work on a regular. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's you, you imp- picked up on that? I, I didn't. Inst- 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 I just mean, thought he didn't like it. No, instantly. Because anytime we do work stuff and we order food, we're like, the first thing I'm asking people is, hey, is there anything that you can't eat? Because we got mm. vegetarians all that's in between, right? So when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's important. Like, I w- The movie did a good job of uh, information – Nothing was just pulled out of thin air without it being... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? It it wasn't like a magic
0: trick where, oh, it was like, oh, suddenly it was this thing. And it was like, well, how was any supposed to know that? You never showed me that. You never did anything with that. Like, Mm -hmm. all of it sort of wrapped together and made sense once you put it together. Um, Maybe you didn't have 100% of the information, but you had enough of it, like... That it was there,
1: especially on a second look. So, if you uh, go in knowing it's a murder that. movie, you can yeah. watch it in a really fun way. Of because I think they're thinking about it in hindsight. There's probably multiple ways to watch these kind of movies. Of going in not knowing it's a murder mystery at all, which mm-hmm. is its own type of fun, and then knowing it's a murder mystery and knowing oh, eyes of viewer want to keep my eyes open for clues because I know oh yeah in this see genre if I can figure it out while are, it's happening or, or see what I can piece together and figure out like that's that's fun.
2: Savan, I think you're the only person. <laughs> In the world that didn't know that this was a murder mystery <laughs> because you refused to watch trailers or like have any advanced information about a movie before you watch it. Oh yeah, I went. Like, <laughs> I watched this movie because y'all
1: say we watching for the like, oh, we're doing it for the pod. All right, well, that's why I, saw, oh, I yeah, got up early this morning. Like, oh, right, let me put this shit on. He,
2: he thought it was like a documentary about an onion made of glass. Dude, when you say
1: glass onion, I literally had no idea what to expect. I'm like, what was going on here? Okay, epic, I, right here. I
0: really like too the name of the glass onion i think they made it work in a way that i wasn't expecting because i didn't i was like why is this thing called glass onion you know i was like kind of interested in that and not only was it like oh this is referenced in the movie because it could have just been like oh that's like you know that's the name of the resort or it could have been like that's the thing but not only was it like the bar where they were at not only is it mm-hmm. like the the new re- name of the resort but it's also right they start to use it as a, meta- a very maybe obvious metaphor by the end but like they use it as a metaphor for like a, an onion's layers are only interesting because you don't know what's in the middle, right? Like you have to peel them back. If it's made out of glass, who gives a shit? You don't have to peel the layers; you can just see it, right? Like it's all—it's all there, laid out for you, bare. And so there's this like that idea to it, right? And it's also fragile and like not worth—not as deep right? as it it's looks. Just, yeah, it's just made of glass. Like you know, it's not crystal, it's not diamond, it's—it's it's glass, right? So whatever. Um, so I, I like that. Like the name actually ends up having multiple meanings throughout both the movie in the universe and. As a metaphor for like society and culture and things like that, it was it was cool. I don't know what it has to do with Knives Out, but still pretty cool. Uh,
1: what there's there's one word. It's um. Okay, one of my favorite. I just gotta share this one bit that legit made me bust out laughing when they first go to the island and what's our their friend's name again? Miles Braun. Thank you. He uh is giving his little speech, and he uses the word what is it? Embryiate? Oh yeah! Inbrediate. Oh yeah. yeah! And I, as a viewer, was instantly like, "That's not a damn word." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, he dumb dumb." Like I already uh... was like, when he was talking, I already was like, "Okay, he's clearly just a you know a dummy with money. Maybe he's competent, but like you know he's just saying platitudes and nonsense." But as a viewer, I don't know if that makes me like rude or uppity or something. <laughs> but when that man said that, I, I was just like, "That's not a word." So when your boy addressed it at the very end and was like, "One yeah. thing that's been bothering me," it's not a word. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> I was in, I was cheering. Uh,
0: I thought I thought it was a word only in the sense of like people who make up words that's what he it, said though and it now like <laughs> becomes a thing well but i thought maybe I mean, like part uh, of it i, I thought maybe other people were using also this word and like you know but then he started using other words that were wrong and i was like yeah oh okay and then He's, and then they reveals it and I was like oh yeah he yeah. did say that and that could too, you I,
2: imagine someday like there's gonna that word is just gonna be in the dictionary because a lot of people will might have seen part of this movie but didn't make it all the way and just start using it and abbreviate? yeah I just wanna you know really let it imbrieate <laughs> Anyway, but he even said after even if
1: it was a word and meant what he wanted to meant that would still be the wrong word contextually <laughs> that the other the words.
0: Word. The other words for sure were used wrong, but I thought that word, because it was kind of made up,
1: no, he wa- was it's wrong. Like, he said it's the kind of word that sounds like it's rude, you can make up, yeah. and, but it's not. But even then, it's but, still wrong. So even if yeah. you give him the benefit of doubt, okay, let's say it's a word. Okay, the other well, word is the wrong. word. It's the wrong word. So like what do we gotcha. – and only other thing I want to say about Benoit, and I'll stop, is uh, throughout – Throughout that, I no, know this is a good thing. It's a great thing. It's probably my favorite thing. This man is so unintentionally condescending throughout the movie. It is hysterical, right? Like when he arrives and the guy's like, well, I got a box made of, you know, very simple children's very simple children's <laughs> yeah. puzzles and games. And I'm like, the first opening sequence is all these characters like on the phone line together, figuring this shit out, using their different, you know, knowledges of different things. And he's just like, yeah. just Yo-Yo yo Ma games. has to help him. Yeah. Oh, that was Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. Okay. He, he so was the at fug- the party,
2: of course. Yeah. yeah. The pandemic party. Yeah.
1: And so <laughs> And same with like the celebrity girl recognizing no, that's silver and oh, and he's just like, Yeah, it was just some simple games. I was able to just knock it out the way real quick. But the way he ruins the murder mystery, there's just multiple times where he unintentionally talks down at tasks that are simple to him but clearly very challenging to the other characters. And sometimes <laughs> I think it's just for us, the audience, but there's other moments where the other characters are like, especially Bronn is like visibly pissed off. I thought that was such a just good bit throughout the whole movie of just, he's just so prodigiously good that <laughs> he's basically talking down to what everyone else considers hard. Like, that's great, because he's so genuine.
2: That's a Hate sure that accent,
1: love that trade. character.
2: Now you know how I feel doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? What? <laughs> now you know how, how I you're... feel doing this podcast with oh
1: you my guys. God. Wait, yeah. how do you say it? <laughs>
0: You didn't hear what I said, or you didn't hear what no, Brian said. No, I didn't hear what you said. Oh no, I just said that's a very Sherlock Holmesian thing, right? To be like so advanced and like to pick it up that like you become kind of a dickhole
1: to people around you who
0: can't figure it out. The less oh, advanced.
1: I see Brian, as a as a is just burdened by his own genius. Yeah, that's what Brian was saying. <laughs> ah, yes, big brain Brian over there. It's Hi, lonely Brian. at the top. Hey man, <laughs> that's all I got to say. No one said greatness to I mean you have company. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um all right, well let's finish up this on on the glass onion or just glass onion. Uh if you had to rate it for what it is, whatever context, you know, you want to use grading scale you want to use 0 to 10, w- 0 to 5, a b c d whatever. What are you going with this movie? I think I think for me, I'm probably going a minus. Uh it's it's fun, it's great, I enjoyed it. Um the characters are cool. Yeah, like I said, it's not gonna it's not gonna be something I'm emotionally like tied to or invested in. It didn't change who I was as a human um, or how I saw the world, but it was it was something that I'm glad I I'm really glad I watched it. I, I thought it was good. I kind of wasn't in you know into it because I was like ah murder mysteries or whatever, but uh, but I just thought the care and the the like fun of the movie was was worth seeing, and so a minus, Brian.
2: I would give this uh, seven knives out of ten. Um, right. I think, like, I'm happy. <laughs> Way to fit out
0: the knives out. I like it. I as Cat I tip. mean,
2: assuming like uh you know a knife set has to have ten in it or <laughs> I something. Don't know. I don't know. I think it's eight. I don't, uh, I don't know knives. I don't either. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think seven out of ten sounds right. Like this is a very enjoyable, entertaining movie all the things that we've talked about stand true, you know, the performances, just the madcap nature of it. And of course the murder mystery itself is fun watching it uh, unwind. But I I do, I do find that, you know, compared to other whodunits, the actual explanation of, of what went down uh, is still, to me, it still feels like it has like a few little holes And for, uh, you know, for murder mystery, I want those things to be airtight. Um, so like just the fact that Leslie Odom's character is beholden to Miles Braun, like he works for the guy, but would he perjure himself for that reason? Like he's a top chemist at a top company in the world. I'm sure he doesn't need to do that to himself. And the same is true, actually, of all the characters. Like, do bad they people really... get
1: jobs after they do awful things. When you're in like the business, yeah. World? Like, he, like,
2: he doesn't really like, like, what, what exactly does Miles have over him? And and let's say, like, and to go to the point of perjury for all the characters too, right? Like, couldn't they have easily sided with uh, Janelle Monae's character and still got money from her because she owned half the company? Like, like it could have. You know, the lawyers really tre- the lawyers worked way. the
1: contract. I'm like, okay, I guess that's a little hand wavy Yeah, but- so
2: it was it was a little it was a little loose in that regard. And then also just the conclusion. I, you know, as much as I enjoyed seeing the Mona Lisa get burned, uh, like I I kind of wish there was something more clever about how it was burned, right? It you know, in the conclusion, it's basically just Janelle Monet running at the failsafe button and hitting it um, rather than something something more interesting or or clever about it, right? Like, I, I just CGI wish it had that, that extra cherry on top that a murder mystery uh, conclusion should have, in my opinion. So, I, you know, I still love the Knives Out series. I think it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's on Netflix, so, you know, why not? It's free. Uh, and I'm just glad that Knives Out as a whole has... You know, green help greenlight more murder mysteries in Hollywood, right? Like this is kind of a dead genre before, but like now we got these, we got like the Clouseau mysteries, you know, like uh, Murder on the Orient Express and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another John Hamm movie that came out recently, Confess, Fletch. There's another murder mystery, so like the it's coming back into vogue, which I like, and I'm um, I'm looking forward to the more really complicated uh mysteries uh to to see on screen in the near future.
0: Oh, uh the Hulu series with uh Martin Short and Steve Martin.
2: Oh yeah, only murders in the building. Oh yeah Brian yeah, Johnson right. also has another Peacock series that's coming out with uh Natasha Leone, which is like I think a murder of the week hmm. kind of show. Uh yeah, so it's it's a genre that's that's getting play now, which is good. Savon Final Savon rating.
1: Uh, if this okay, so I got me my own rating system. You dig? If this, yeah, what else are you drinking that water? <laughs> if uh, if this rating system was an onion that I was cooking with, <laughs> oh my god, a regular onion, I would chop the onion in half. Take that first half, then I take the other half, chop that in half. So now you know I got like what three quarters of an onion, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got my three quarters of an onion. I'm dicing that up. So that's at least a 75% you know, of onion out of onion right here. So, But then <laughs> oh I put that Lord. in my dish. But then I'm like, ooh, I want a little bit of extra onion. So I take that last quarter and I cut a little, 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 little thing off that. A little, you know, 5 7%. Dice that up. That's a that little extra bit of onion. So you got that little extra uh in your meal. So you don't run out of onion too quick. Just use the whole
2: damn onion already. (laughs) I'm going to put the other onion
1: on the side because I can put that on like a sandwich or something. So all that to say, I would give it 81% out of an onion. 81% of of a full regular, let's say a yellow onion. Yellow onions are good. All right. Yellow Onions That's great. Good. Yeah, it was a good movie, but I think my critiques are similar with Brian. Like, obviously, Brian, I think some of the stuff that you say about plot being airtight, they want you to suspend your disbelief by the fast and loose tone they play. And I think the tone is meant to make you be a little bit more forgiving. I think at that point, it just depends for you as the individual. What is your bar of expectation for a murder mystery? Where do you give them leeway? Where do you not? That varies. Yeah, I think my only real critique was just, uh, just a little bit too much background recap towards the end that made the movie lose a little bit of steam out of its sales. But other than that, great movie, entertaining. Uh, I don't usually see a lot of murder mysteries that have me deeply interested in all of the different characters. Usually they're throwaways who are getting killed off, right? This isn't one of those. This is a, no, only one person dies, dies, and even then they they do, in hindsight, get a lot of, uh, they get a lot of screen time in the flashbacks, which I think works out. Well, two,
0: two die. Two people die.
1: Ooh, who else died on screen?
0: Well, Janelle Monet dies. Oh, you talking game. about Andy? Yeah, Andy dies.
1: Oh yeah, but that's before the movie. So and then I'm, Dave Bautista dies. Yeah, I don't even count. I'm talking about just in terms of characters. We actually we never met her character. You know, we only exactly. see her in flashbacks. But like Dave, in terms of like the eight hey, here, the people on the island, the contestants, basically. I see, I see, I see. We we'll only lose one, and they make them super interesting. I thought that was hard to do. So good, good movie making. It's very clever. I'd watch more. All
0: right, glass onion. It's out on Netflix. Go see it if you want to. Go ahead uh, and see it, fun.
1: it. Oh, fiddlesticks. And, oh, man.
2: <laughs> it's, it's free, so you might as well see it. According to Wesley.
1: <laughs> nah, that's a good old time. I have a good old time there now. Nah.
0: I had to check my privilege, I guess. Not everybody has Netflix, except everybody has Netflix. All right. Man. The Last of Us is coming out on HBO Max. That's probably going to be the next thing we get to talk about. Bad Batch is out on Disney Plus if you're interested in the Bad Batch. Brian is out, so I don't know if we're going to actually end up talking about you season You guys could two. talk about it. We could talk about it. Um, I think they've released audio. episode 3 or 4 at this point, so uh, we'll see. You know, The Chosen Child, we'll see what Omega is up to and, and the rest of the Bad Batch crew. Um, I don't know what else is on our horizon. We got our 100th episode coming up, guys. That'll be... That'll be something. We haven't even figured out what we're gonna do. We'll have to figure
2: out what we're gonna do. Yeah, I mean that's hard send to us ask suggestions.
1: Me. I yeah, send us suggestions because I don't do stuff for my own birthday, let alone for this. Like, what y'all want me to do? Like, blow some candles. Send us out?
2: suggestions. Send us cakes.
0: Well, send us money. you haven't you haven't made a hundred years old. Maybe when you reach a hundred years old, you'll be willing to do something
1: big. But God, I hope not. <laughs> God, but as in like, I hope I don't make it much. to a hundred. Just like, <laughs> oh pain. no. No, nah, I'm just pain. like nah. Quality over quantity for this one. There's a sweet spot. 100 ain't it for me. Oh, Someone else, live. go for it. I want to
0: live to 100. I want to live till forever. I don't. I don't want to die. That
1: sounds awful. I'm that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I won't say that I'm anti-life, but like, there's at a, some there's point, a, it's time to sli- go. There's a sliding scale <laughs> on there somewhere. This isn't an un. Unco- this ain't an unconditional relationship. Like, hold on, we just quality. on, <laughs> y'all like, what are we doing here? At some point, you've overstayed time. your welcome. Is that yeah, what at you're At a certain saying? point.
2: I like, mean, you'll be alive, but not living. Yeah. yeah you like, know, yeah. you're yeah. not you're not hanging out, having fun all the time. Uh-huh. You're <laughs> just, like, changing your I, diapers. I
1: can't I can't just beat a banana in the back of somebody's fridge that he just didn't want to throw <laughs> out. Like, A, B. Like, for the good of the rest of the, like, everything, yo, man. Circle of life. Let's get it moving. <laughs> uh, t-
2: time to make banana bread. <laughs> let's make that happen.
1: Let's <laughs> make some banana pancakes or something. <laughs>
2: uh i love favorite <laughs>
1: nice.
0: so good all right y'all well this has been fun uh we'll see what's coming up in the next few episodes we'll make sure that it's a good one tell your friends about our show and then respond or uh interact with us on at confidently underscore pod on instagram um that'll be where you'll see us doing the most it's been fun happy 2023 friends don't forget to sign your uh you know sign and date everything with the new year it's been hard. I keep putting 2022.
2: Thanks for that PSA, West. Hey, Thank you. we really needed that.
0: Don't smoke. It's bad for you. Don't use your gas stoves anymore. Apparently, the that's more
2: bad you. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't smoke cigarettes.
0: It's bad. It's bad. The nicotine's
2: bad. Harms it your lungs. Savant booting do caffeine. up the PS5 as we wrap up. <laughs> you this podcast know. is over. <laughs>
1: hey, it's Saturday, baby. I've been working all week. I've been, I've, been, I've been earning my money. And it's a three-day weekend.
0: Let's go. Wait, what? Martin oh, Louis that's King right.
1: There. That's right. I have to, for my job, we do a day of service. So I'm actually going to do community cool. service on my MLK day. That's which, still fun. No, still it's worth it. fun. I have like a joke I will make about that, but I won't make it on the air. So <laughs> all uh, right. I'll wait till we're off. Then I don't have to edit it out. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> all all right, right. Later, guys. <laughs>
0: Bye.